0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Made
1: it! They've won a playoff campaign, and they've done it at Wembley, and for the first time in 74 years, Brentford will play in the top flight of English football. And he puts it in. Sergio Cano has scored the first goal of the Premier League. season!
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mirror Podcast. The last one of the regular season. On tonight's episode, we'll be chatting about the win over the champions on the final day, answering some questions from the GPG and addressing some other talking points about the season and possibly Ivan Tony too. Remember guys, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Spotify channel too, leave a rating and follow us on Twitter at The Elam Road. We're online today, Uh, I'm expecting this to be quite a short episode because we've got a good one with JF lined up in for a couple of weeks. Clayton joining me tonight. Clayton, how are you mate? All good? I'm well, well. Yourself? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Feeling good after Sunday. It was a good result. Good day. Um, sure we'll man. get just straight into it. First of all, uh, what a way to round up the season. Obviously, it was always going to be tough getting Europe, always looking unlikely, with us needing to rely on other results. But still, to do the double over the champions, some feet in it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's So, so, so impressive. Um, it's probably quite easy to get carried away with the whole Europe thing and maybe not take for granted and take and take for granted kind of the season we've had. Mm. Um, but no it's been an unbelievable season so yeah to round it off like that is quite fitting to do a double over the champions um, I gave uh, Callum some stick last week for some of his opinions on City but maybe he was kind of closer to the truth than we thought well he did 50-50 he's...
0: <laughs> he, said yeah, he got some bits right some park. bits wrong
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, we definitely didn't play them off the park we definitely didn't play four at the back but we did press them high like you said didn't it mm-hmm. uh Hey, like Edison looked very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, you just tell they were playing a second string side. But I mean, yeah. it's Man City. They've got the best second string side in the league. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, nothing to be a uh, no, no, nothing to be embarrassed about on that that team they put out there. Um, so no great great round to round off. Any any thoughts, big things out the game that you thought of?
0: I mean, I think it's a bit of a weird one. I've got it in front of me now. It's it's a weird day when you go into that the final day knowing that. The other results could have a part to play because you kind of I was I was just checking my phone the entire time because it was weird because on the one hand I, I wanted us to do our job, I was just wanting that goal just so that we know we'd done our job but as it got towards the end of the game it was like okay right we really need a goal and we also need a three goal swing in the other games so it, it was weird, I li- I liked it, it was a great way to sign off, like I've got some notes about the atmosphere at the Tech I don't know what you thought about it but I thought it was probably right up there with one of the best that I've witnessed there um, but no, they're, they're weird yeah. kind of games, I, I had hope going into it because of well, specifically because of what happened in the championship a few years ago, when we needed like a uh, a swing with the other results, with um, Derby playing at home to Reading, they ended up losing three 0 But yeah, it's, it was I just it was it was
1: great, but it was just weird. <laughs> yeah, it was a shame. Yeah, it was a bit of a surreal atmosphere before the game. It felt like you were building up something big, but like yeah, not. It was just a thought that it could happen. Um, I, I mean, I'm a bit of a pessimist, but I wasn't too, and then my hopes up too high, but well, kind of rightly so. I guess it was a shame that uh, Spurs scored so early and then Vida, Vida kind of scored pretty early on as well. Um, yeah. That kind of killed the, killed the mood a little bit, but like you just touched on, I thought the, the GTA was absolutely rocking. Uh, bouncing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, I mean, to be fair, you used to do, a, well, unofficially maybe stood in a different seat, um, uh, so, I did, like, did you find it any different? Like maybe standing on, on the oh, left no. side of the West yeah, End compared to the
0: right? Atmosphere on the left side is way better. But I don't know, maybe it's just because I, on that game, just because there was quite a lot riding on it, I think the atmosphere throughout the whole stand was just pretty good. But like, sometimes yeah. when you're stood on the right side of the stand, I can hear the chance getting going on the left, but it doesn't quite pick up on the right. But I feel like yeah. just because there was quite a lot riding on that game, it was just kind of throughout the whole stand.
1: But yeah, no. I had a couple of moments where like I like stop chanting and and like you know when that atmosphere is really good and it's like kind of just surrounds you. Yeah, and, like yeah. you could just everyone's clapping, everyone's proper loud. Like you don't it doesn't need to be carried by a few people. Um, yeah, but like basically throughout the game, I think it helped that we were playing well. Uh, obviously, what was that stake and probably helped that the referee was pretty shocking as usual. <laughs> um, seems to be a common thing, uh, probably on podcasts. Uh, I found the podcast across the country, but it was it was very bad. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of it there's a bit of a low on the second half, and I think <laughs> the shocking, some shocking decisions kind of got everyone going again. Yeah. Um, well, I watched, yeah, that, I watched
0: that one back with the with the Rico Lewis handball, and VAR didn't even have a look at it. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I there was another decision that I can't remember now off the top of my head, but I remember everyone really got up on their feet when when something went against us. I think he might. I think it was like a blatant foul one way, and he gave it gave a Man City foul. But yeah, no, the referee. The refereeing performances mm. this season, do you see Andre Mariner's, I think it was Andre Mariner's retiring at the end of the season, but just like oh, really? the, pool of, the pool of talent in the referees, like I know Michael Oliver gets a bit of stick, but I think he's the best out of the lot. But apart from that, like, I've, I think we've had a howler from each and every one of the sort of stalwarts in, in the Premier League refs this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, they can't get everything perfect every time, that's what asked yeah. for. And if you look back, I've oh, had this conversation before, but if you look back a couple of years when they first introduced it, it was a lot worse, and I do get yeah. it right most of the time now. Uh, a few things stand out this season, but on the most part, not really. Yeah. So it's more the kind of smaller decisions, like giving self fouls and that kind of stuff, uh, seems to be going the wrong way. But yeah, I thought I thought we uh, kind of always looked like we were in the game. Uh, City probably should have equalised at the end. They had that like, yeah, like whole Palmer it's like two in a row. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I good think we could, good blocks.
0: We've got to give credit to Zanka, though. I thought, yeah, two two good blocks from Zanka. I think
1: me had the second block, Zanka first hmm. one, me second one. There's a couple, couple of good chances from them, but nothing crazy and uh, d- decent goal, decent goal, though. Um, <laughs> not to be an bemo basher but <laughs> he did try shoot. and there's a great clip of him just kind of staring like looking into yeah, the car yeah, like yeah. How have I missed from like three yards <laughs> out and bounce sort off the back of his head straight to pin yeah yeah celebrate Psycho presents sister but you know that's Vince's Brian isn't it um, yeah exactly but uh, that goal, he deserves it I mean, he
0: deserves it after the last couple of performances he's, he's been putting probably... a right shift since, t- since Tony's been
1: banned yeah, probably going to steal your uh, one of your segues, but that goal was all David Raya, uh, well, and Sharda to be fair, yeah. because if you watch the replay, they're kind of setting up for him. As Sharda gets on the shoulder of, but I'm not sure if it was a left back or who just someone that was at left back position for the free mm. kick, and kind of Sharda does is what I think will become a uh, an iconic big touch around the full yeah. back, and yeah. they just they just never can keep up. He's just absolutely rapid and. Puts in a great ball,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, but that that kind of thought by Raya to play that ball, and I think he was celebrating with the coaching staff after that goal because it was his initiative that started it. So, yeah, great, great goal to kind of round off probably what was his last game in the Brentford show, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, what is in Raya? Raya for Raya. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll get onto Raya, but, but I, I do want to talk about Ethan Pinnock. Obviously, gets his goal after having the contract renewal in midweek. Couldn't have picked anyone. I don't think I could have... Obviously, it's easy to say with hindsight, but I don't think I would have picked anyone better to score that goal. probably doesn't get the props he deserves,
1: especially not on this podcast after what Niall said before about yeah. letting him go. Shocking, shocking <laughs> by Niall. and That was shocking for <laughs> us to let him go. I remember looking at him and thinking, "Like, what is he going on about? and just kind of laying his slide. But, yeah. you know, I've learned from my lessons. Like, I've had go with Callum the last couple of weeks. So, I hope, I hope you can, uh, <laughs> keep, keep people on their toes. hope you did the yeah. same to me.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, statistically, he's one of the best centre-backs in the league. Um I saw someone say the other day on Twitter I can't remember who it was but they said he's probably the best centre back we've we've ever had or we've ever seen play for us. And I, I honestly I, I don't think it's a match out. I think this season he's especially up there. kind of goes under the radar this season just with how good Ben Mee's been. Um and I think Ben Mee gets a little bit more gloss because he's coming on a signing as well and you know he's kind of an established Premier League name but Ethan Pinnock what a fucking player mate.
1: What is yeah, a, a Rolls-Royce isn't he? He's Rolls-Royce. Yeah. Rolls. He mm-hmm. um he doesn't really like maybe has a slight lack of pace but not really that noticeable because his positioning mm-hmm. is so good but I think Pont. did you watch Pontus's, um farewell interview with the club?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it
1: was on there that he spoke about it about how when Pinnock came in they kind of he helped him so much basically like, he, like Pontus like gave Pinnock a lot of pointers and stuff and kind of like he was good before um and now he's like yeah i think it was that he was saying that like he's he could do everything i can do and better and the guy mm-hmm. was playing non-league football uh within the same decade That like, is it's crazy yeah um uh, he, he's so so good and it uh, definitely doesn't need replacing. reply to no. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i wonder if i wonder if i signed a center back i think we still will have, with ponders going out yeah yeah i think um, so yeah
0: I think uh, we, we should, you've mentioned it before, we should talk about Raya, probably the last time we see him in a B-shirt. Uh, obviously, the news came out this morning, Fabrizio Romano tweeted uh, about his agent sort of saying that if Brentford don't lower our valuation from £40 million, which is what it is now, and Thomas Frank's been quite vocal about that price tag as well, then he'll see out his contract and go on a free. Immediate thoughts after that? The Twitter reaction, not very good, obviously, towards agents. There's a bit of a stigma around agents as it is. Um, yeah. But what, what do you think
1: what do you think about that? I think his agent's playing very hard ball and so is the club I think uh, when I saw it initially earlier I thought of the prospect if that is true there's a prospect of him actually just sitting in the bit well, I saw on the GPG that uh, someone was saying that he could, they could not even register him and he could just sit for a season until his contract expires. and obviously that's a big decision from the club but I reckon there's probably a decision made from from high ups like Giles and co uh, saying you know what we're in the Premier League now we're, we're an established club um let's not get into the game of being hardballed by these agents because it's, mm-hmm. it's only gonna end badly. I mean if you look at some of the clubs, um I'm sure if you looked at Everton, what they pay for some agents fees for some signing, especially when they're signing like Hamas Rodriguez and stuff. Yeah. Um like like they, they take the piss when they when they've got the power. So like I guess that kind of sends down messages like, yes, we are spending more. Um obviously this is a sale. But I don't think forty million for a player as good as Raya, probably one of the top five goalkeepers in the premier league best league in the world spanish well not quite international but in the Spain squad yeah i don't think it's that ridiculous of a price and to be fair if he's got like 30 i'd probably take it um but yeah i think it's i think that's my thinking i think it's uh, uh, clever strategy, sensible strategy from the club to kind of be like, you know what, we're not, well, if we, if we're going to lose that 40 million, then we'll make a point out of it. Um, and obviously it links onto our signing. Uh, well, Flecken, Flecken I am not going to butcher it's definitely not said like that. Is it? <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, no, so that, I was happy with seeing, uh his replacement kind of already signed before he, before he's left. Um, yeah.
0: Especially because, like Frank came out and said that he's going to try and put his arm around him and make him stay, but I guess like that's just that's just definitely that he's he's not going to be on our plans for next season. Um, but I I don't I don't understand uh, why a club like Tottenham wouldn't come in for him. I mean, statistically, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league uh, in terms of shot stopping and distribution and save percentage and all the rest of it. Um, I, I don't think forty I don't think forty millions like too much too much for a goalkeeper like Raya has got very, uh, nice I saw CD on, on some
1: on Twitter that people were saying Pope had the year left on his contract or something similar, and he only went for 10 million. So it's like, why on earth would you pay 40 for rate? It's <laughs> probably a fair point. Maybe 40 is yeah. a bit on the steep side. If you had three years left on his deal, you probably still only asking for 50. So probably 40 is mm-hmm. probably, I think they're hardballed. I think they'll uh, probably hold out probably late in the summer, maybe get, get something done for about 25 to 30. Is still very good business given how much we paid for him, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I'm excited by the signing. Um, saw some FT kids being stupid on Twitter as usual. I not much notice of that. Obviously, he's he's uh, twenty nine, I think. Um, bit bit different in frame from race He's six foot five, but kind of prides himself on playing with his feet. Yeah, which is basically what we want to hear, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, loving the sound of that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. We should talk uh, talk about Pontus Obviously, last appearance of Brentford. We all got the uh, the banner afterwards. I actually missed it, but. You were very, very involved in that. Um, very emotional, I thought. I think just, we've talked about it before on the podcast, the calibre of player maybe isn't the sort of level of Ethan Pinnock or someone like that, but just what he brings to the squad in terms of leadership and in terms of personality, it's you can't really replace that. Um, and just the, the, the speech afterwards, the way he kind of disparaged leads, and now he has in his bio and in his Instagram, Brentford in my blood, is just like, mm-hmm. this, guy's, this guy's club legend, living club legend, surely.
1: Yeah, no. Shout out to um to the club and the kind of fan engagement officers that that worked with uh, a, a group of us to. Well, obviously the club paid for that banner that you saw at the end of the game, um, and kind of via some outreach, we organised some volunteers to get it done. And it, I mean, it would be a, bit of a shit show at times, but never been <laughs> done before. Hopefully, sets a good precedent. Um, I know it's kind of what the players and the and the, the staff. Uh, kind of want to start getting around the club. Um I, I can't remember the two girls' names that were running it with us, but yeah, they, they did a really good job. Um and I think you you could visibly see it when Pontus came out. Uh he didn't know about it and uh, he was pretty um touched and emotional about about the banner as well as obviously the whole ceremony. Um so yeah, no really good and yeah I think you've there's not really too much to say on Pontus uh words can't really describe it i mean it's a, i can't believe it's only four years i feels like he's been in the club a lot, a lot longer
0: i know yeah um, especially with the with the sort of reception he gets and the reputation that he's got around brentford um you know I, um, I, i'm I sure remember, if you look-
1: I, go on sorry go <laughs> I,
0: I think uh i'm sure if you looked at his playing record he's probably not played as many games as some of the other centre-backs but the fact that he's got the reputation around the club that he has you just know that he's he's just got that kind of presence and um yeah, no, living legend. You continue, mate. Obviously, when we record online, there's a bit of delay when we say things, so it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you go. <laughs>
1: um, no, I was just going to say on that farewell uh, vid- uh, video I did to the club, if not, if you've not watched it, it's on the Brain for it's, it's really good interviews, about half an hour, a bit longer. Um, there was a few of the clips kind of in the lockdown season when he was injured. Um, he was basically just the manager from the stands, and he was saying, he, reckoned he had quite a lot of influence over the games even if he wasn't playing because teams were turning mm. up to the even when it wasn't at GTEC he was still traveling and all you could hear was just a big loud swedish voice just screaming at the okay. whole team um and like the staff and and frank just kind of letting him get on with it and it kind of word wonders um but no no he's he's a top 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 bloke i remember exactly exactly where i was uh when we signed him and that Unbelievable uh, summer of signings, which basically like half the squad we have now was was signed. Um, getting that statue ready for Mister Giles, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember exactly because like I mean, everyone knew Pontus when if you're a Championship fan, you knew Pontus. And like yeah. as a Brentford fan, like if our races with Leeds, you thought it was a shit shit house, like, and he is a shit house, but he's our he's our shit house now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: yeah. He's a, he's a big bastard, uh, but <laughs> it, it's just yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Frank just did... And the club just did such a great job to bring him in and kind of like he kept reiterating like two weeks in they asked him to be, uh, to be captain and it was quite telling. He, he told in the video, he, he asked um, Dalsgard, uh if I was okay and he said, yes, no, you're the man for it. And kind of from this two weeks into the club just kind of led us on this upward trajectory to where we are now. Um, so yeah, very grateful for him.
0: Yeah, speaking of... Um former clubs. Obviously, we talked about Janssen. We speak about his former club. The only positive that we can take from not making Europe is Leeds going down. Uh, The meltdown on Twitter was hilarious. What a story. Uh, Obviously, it's really annoying that that Tottenham went one-day up because I actually did think Big Sam might have got a result against Tottenham the last day, especially with how poor they were the week before against us. Mm. But, I mean, I've said before on the podcast that I didn't actually want Leeds to go down because I think it gives you another game on the calendar that you're just a little bit more excited for. (laughs) But it is just very funny, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just replace them with Forrest. They they do my night yeah. as well, so yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, Leeds going down. Beautiful, uh, a good good scroll of uh, some crying f- kids in Leeds tops on a uh, Sunday <laughs> evening. I um, did not realise. Uh, I think this is accurate that they, they spent one hundred and fifty million this season, uh, really? in September and and uh, January combined. Uh, if you think of some of the players they bought brought in, like Aronson, who got like the lowest mm. rating of any Premier League player on average yeah, this that. season. He's about 30 mm-hmm. mil. Uh, they brought that striker in in January. They played about two games. He was about 30 mil. Um, McKinney, good was... I think he's on. he was on loan though. So How's I don't think they, obviously okay. they would have paid some sort of fee. Mm. Uh, I might be wrong. I think he was. Um, if you look at it, if you look at it, they spent a lot of money and their team was shit. <laughs> um they conceded like one of the most ever goals in the Premier League or something ridiculous. Um if you watch just watching that Spurs game, like they just walked through them about three times, well four times. Yeah. Lucas Mora's goal. I don't know if you've seen it, like literally yeah, just I ran through it, yeah. half a team. Yeah. Um yeah, no. Um mind the gap, Lead United. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that.
0: Speaking of um teams that could be going down. Brentford, uh, best team in West London this year. Well, I've got um, Fulham to go down next year because they've actually outscored their XG. I don't know if you've seen the justice table. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that, fact, I've seen that. They've outdone their XG by like a record amount. And in each of the last seasons where a team has outdone their XG by that like amount, they've ended up massively underperforming the next season. So oh, you've you heard it first. You heard it You heard it first. first.
1: <laughs> 31st of May 2023. <laughs> With
0: my Brentford hat firmly on, I'm tipping Fulham to go down next year.
1: I think if you dig out the archives, uh Mr. Will said that in the early days of the pod, that if you kind of watch Fulham, they do just they were just get when in there when they were on good form, they 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 won quite a few games. It was just one nil kind of Mitrovic mm-hmm. Mitch scoring a header or a penalty and uh, like Leno making like seventeen saves. Um Obviously, they've had a great season, especially just coming up. But you know, you, you, they definitely were quite just effective and, and clinical, and and maybe just had to, some good good luck in kind of their own box as well. And we'll see. I think they'll they'll. I'm not sure what they'll have in terms of interest. Um, I think definitely is it Paul linear, the centre mid. Uh, uh, yeah, Paulinia, yeah, yeah. Radars. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's a very, very good player. I've seen yeah. West Ham are interested in making him the rice replacement. Yeah. Um, although it seems a bit of a sideways move. It's not really, given it's a, it's a club that's finished in the top six however many times the last few years, top seven, and mm-hmm. could have a European trophy to their name come the end of the week. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But it's I don't think that's the most ridiculous shout. Uh,
0: no, if I you're going to make a
1: prediction for Fulham at this size of the season, you're going to have to do one for Brentford now.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> you made a good point about Fulham though, because the way they work out XP is obviously they work out um the expected goals for and the expected goals against. And it's like you say, I think Mitrovic was so clinical at the start of the season and Burn was just insane in front of goal. Um yeah. which just it's just suggests that they're really lucky. And I think the last two teams to outperform the XG in the way, XP in the way that they did with Chelsea and Liverpool, and I think it was Liverpool's defence of their title and maybe Chelsea's defensive their title a few years ago and they've both just absolutely tanked the following season. So yeah, okay. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking it could be a good shout for an early an early tip for relegation yeah, next year.
1: But... Book, bookmark the clip, bookmark the clip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh we we can talk a little bit but we'll, we'll do a little kind of season wrap but obviously we've got that episode with Jay coming up so we don't want to talk too much about doing a season review but we'll get onto that. First um we should talk a little bit about the Ivan-Tony situation. Obviously, last week, FA files the report, which is quite extensive, um, just detailing the certain specifics of of Tony's allegations against him. Um, I think the main thing to take away from that, if you've read... If you know the... De- well, I'm sure Brentford fans will, so I won't bore you with it, but there, there were a couple of things about sort of him using third parties to conceal his identity to the FA and also about him lying in this first interview with the FA. Um, I don't think... Um, we t- spoke about it on the last episode of the podcast. I think there has to be a punishment, but the thing that I do disagree with is the kind of the ins and outs of the punishment, the severity, in terms of length. I'm not sure because the, the amount of games that he bet on that he couldn't affect, um, and a lot of clickbait headlines as well that I did in an article, which you can check out on my Twitter page. That's a shameless plug, but uh, <laughs> I, re- I wrote about it in the article with some of the some of the broadcasters in the UK sort of with their tagline being Ivan Tony bats on his own team to lose which is just ridiculous yeah, the, when, the
1: when... worst one the most surprising one was Sky yeah um, yeah because like you expect it from the tabloids but like I mean they, like people take if you see something on Sky Sports News it's not normally clickbait like that it's mm-hmm. not they're not that kind of organization usually so it was it was pretty piss poor from them
0: yeah exactly but I, also in terms of like the whole ban from footballing activity like I saw that to tw- I don't know if you saw that picture on on Twitter of Tony in the tunnel yeah. kind of looking out I just think that's ridiculous man like they, they, he's been diagnosed with a mental health condition and yeah. he's not even allowed to go on the pitch and celebrate a fantastic season where he scored 20 goals in the Premier League um I just think I just it, it's just it just seems wrong to me what do you what do you think yeah
1: yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I agree. Uh, I was glad to see him in the stadium. I not I wasn't sure if that would be allowed. But
0: yeah, neither. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think he would be allowed. Or, I because I, no one really knows. He was what sat next to
1: he was sat next to Giles in in the director's mm. box. So it kind of just shows the clubs standing with them, um, which I was I was happy about. Um, kind of after the game, Frank kind of touched on that in his post-game speech before he we went on to about Salmon and and Pontus. And yeah, no, I think. Um, think it's a real shame and it's just gone been gone about really badly and I, I hope he's got the club as well as kind of people close to him supporting him because it, it can only be a very difficult time. Or there's, there's tweets he's been putting out that worried me a bit about yeah. kind of speaking unfiltered and stuff and I, I just hope someone's you know, given the right advice and hopefully come come mid-January which um, sure, we'll sure fly by to um, we'll, we'll have our man back
0: yeah, after that Instagram story, I was expecting him to like drop a diss track or something. <laughs> it, was, it was that well, cryptic. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, Ivan, if you want to, if you want to speak on Phil, come on the pod, lad. Yeah, exactly uh, that. We'll, exactly
0: that. We're
1: we'll, we'll, we'll with you on this one. Uh, yeah, you
0: know, <laughs> Uh We'll do like um, not like a season review, but overall, overall, you can say that was a bloody good
1: season, wasn't it? Really, really good. Yeah, I think we'll get into some specifics with with Jay. We'll. we'll uh, Maybe have a few nominations, get a few questions in, mm-hmm. maybe do some polls on Twitter. But yeah, as a whole, I think I touched on it earlier. Just, uh, I, let's not take it for granted. It's such a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think typified uh, by me, uh, from me, by the the win away at the City. Uh, I think it just sums yeah. up the season. Just uh, like just unbelievable. What a game! It's not like it wasn't a house win. Like deserved like Frank just getting us playing good football whole team playing well uh, that, un- that unbeaten run which probably people forget about now because we lost it uh, to Everton but just yeah the teams we teams that beat the manner in which we played are uh, so so good but yeah anything for you to add?
0: I think, I think you've hit the nail in the head to be honest like I think just this season the moments that we've had uh, just, just on that like, I wouldn't have mind if we'd have finished in 14th or 15th with the moments that we've had beating Liverpool at home, being City away, being Tottenham away. It's just like those are the moments you just live for, especially as a supporter outside of the top six, when you go to these places. And I think Tias has mentioned it on the podcast before, when you know <clears throat> you keep going and you keep going and you keep going to these big six sides, but we've we've not really had to do that. We've only gone two or three times no. and we've we've beaten all of them.
1: Um, so yeah, yeah, we've I been just think- spoiled the season, haven't we?
0: Yeah, I just think those moments—they've just like I—I I really wouldn't have minded if we'd have finished a few places underneath. But obviously, it's disappointing that we didn't get Europe. Um, you know, we had that kind of five or six game spell, when we just kind of after the unbeaten run, where we just were just a little bit off it. But nah, I mean preseason expectations—we just want to do better, and we've—I think we've done so much better in terms of the way we've played, in terms of how good Ivan Tony's been this season. Um, and it's just what is promising it's promising for next year. I mean, we've got Kevin Sharder coming in, I think, with a couple of them. We'll get on to it because we've got a question on the GPG about signings, which I feel like we've answered loads of times this season already. But uh, with Kevin Sharder coming in...
1: Have they confirmed like... Sharda signing? Because he's on loan, isn't
0: he? Yeah, but I think it's an obligation to buy, is it not?
1: I think we'll still see an official announcement before. After... When is it that the loans end? Like 31st of July, 31st of June, I think it is, isn't it? Um, sure. That's when most contracts end on that date, um, but yeah, I think we spoke about it before. But a couple of people saying twenty mil for no goals, mm-hmm. uh, oh. and has he had any assists? Yeah. have he had assists? I think maybe one or two. Um, um, but not I mean, the boat play for the Germany, and he like. Yeah, maybe I'm just really biased towards him, but I think he's going to be a top. Oh top mate, player. he's
0: mustard. He's mustard. I, I we've said it before. All he needs is a tap in, and I think he'll get off the mark. Just, but like, he he, he might not have the assist and the goal to his name, but you can just tell like the way he played on on Sunday against City when he came on, he changed the game. He's one of those players that you can just just with the pace that he's got. And do you know his final product isn't actually that bad? That ball in for Bemo after he got past his, I think it was Gomez on the. On the yeah. right hand side that ball into Embremo, I mean, Embremo should be burying it, but obviously, we scored anyway. But he's trust me, I think, trust us if people have got doubts about Oshada, I think he's going to be a very, very good player. Of course,
1: if we yeah. end up signing him, yeah, I don't think we've seen too much of him in front of goal either in terms of his finishing ability. I don't obviously he missed that uh, open goal, open goal, uh, maybe just a bit of lack of, uh, yeah, yeah, of, lack <laughs> of awareness, um, but. Like we've not really seen him like have a go from outside the box or like too many one-on-ones or anything. So like that's quite exciting. The fact that we haven't even unlocked kind of seen that as him because he's been playing mostly out wide. And when he does play, he can kind of play on either wing because he would just take it past. But the, we're not seeing too much of him shoot, I think, because he's he's just been told to beat, beat the defender because he's so quick and so skillful and mm-hmm. so strong. So he's kind of more getting past and pulling it back instead of maybe Brian who... I mean, he does both, but probably his preferred option is to cut back onto his left foot and it, but no, it's very very exciting.
0: Yeah, hundred percent great season. Obviously, we, we won't we won't talk too much about because we've got that episode with Jay. We're getting some some questions from the GPG. We have got Stevie Stevie asking a few. So his first question, when I actually read this, was what is the pettiest complaint you've had about the podcast this season? <laughs> but now I've got it written down in front of me. Actually, it says what is the pettiest complaint you have about this season? So I, I assume he's just talking about Brentford. If you can, if you can pick something out.
1: Um. Pet, wait what was it Petty's complaint about Brentford
0: pet, Petty's complaint you have about this season uh, well I'm that's a good sure. question yeah I don't, I um, didn't, I'd have to I don't think we've made well, any
1: really... it, it kind of links to something I was going to ask a minute ago which I just remembered and so we finished two points off Europe didn't we mm-hmm. in the end of it so that's a game which we drew Uh, which we were winning in which we I, from memory I can remember about four Mm-hmm. Um, not saying this is my pettiest thing, but uh, is there a moment in your mind that sticks out? And it's like actually that could have been the moment. Obviously, it's all uh, trivial because any goal and any game changes how the mm-hmm. season goes and who gets injured and whatever. But for me, it's that Forest away when we kind of yeah. sat deep and it got bounced around and ended up. I think it ended up in our own goal, didn't it? It's yeah. like for me that one moment just in that way and just I could just seeing the ball going ah. It's like that's two points gone, and that's basically would have. I don't know how what the goal difference looked like, but uh, that that could have been us in the in the Conference League. But I don't, I'm not sure that's my my to complaint. Maybe uh, playing, even though it's good, playing two left when we play four at the back, playing two left foot centre backs, and it just looks a bit awkward. But <laughs> they're, they're both mustard, so I don't care. Yeah, no, that's a good. What one. about you? Point. What about you? Uh,
0: in, yeah, I would. I was literally going to say the Forest game as well. I think that's the one that screams out to me as as two points dropped. Especially just with the way it happened, going to five at the back and just sitting back, you kind of the script was already written. Especially at that city ground, like when they're pushing for a goal, you don't you don't want to be a goal up against Forest if they're if they've got pressure on you. Um, but no, I don't I don't know about petty complaints. Um,
1: Palace at home, many... I think rings a bell as well. That was one mm, one, if I remember yeah. right, and it was yeah, quite scored... it was a second half goal, kind of just quite soft. Yeah, after one 0 up. Um, that was in the
0: middle of our beat, unbeaten run as well. Maybe Bournemouth away, nil-nil, dead rubber.
1: Tony had yeah. a couple
0: of good chances in that
1: game. I think He's in more left. games, though, we lost, lost the lead. But no, I think it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for us to just go and say it's what an unbelievable season yeah. and ask for the petty complaint. Maybe that's why it's such a good question. Uh,
0: Petty's complaint, Villa away. Fill her away. That's my petty skin. I think that's not even petty. That's just a complaint. Yeah,
1: didn't, just... They didn't even have Emory yet. They didn't even have Emory. <laughs> they had to care to a manager. They were like in the relegation zone. We got paid 4 0. What the fuck was that? That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. There we that's go. Our... There you go. We found it. We got there Absolutely
0: uh, We got which podcast regular would you call?
1: If I speak, I'm in big trouble. <laughs>
0: I'm going to go with Niall just because of the Ethan Pinnock shout. The more I think about it, the worse it gets.
1: Yeah, well, apparently my facials were telling last week when Callum was talking. So mine had to be Callum, but no. I'm sure they'll both be back on. <laughs> they will both definitely both be back both on. Be so. back on. Uh, who would be
0: your ideal sponsor and Brentford's? So for our ideal sponsor, this is the funny thing, guys. We I actually had a chat with um with a podcast network the other week about sponsoring the podcast, um, and it was it, he he spoke to me about it, and the thing is, with with what it would be. In terms of uh financials i don't think we're at a point where we can sort of have we can warrant having ads on a podcast especially when he told me that a lot of the ads and the, the ads that bring in the most money would be the betting companies with what's going on at brentford right now obviously we want to stand by a boy and we don't, i don't want to be as affiliated with any betting companies at the moment um but i think our ideal sponsor for the podcast would be the griffin the griffin pub um we know claire quite well uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that could happen, but I just think we're, we're actually planning on doing a live episode at the Griffin over the summer. So if, if there's any way we could get sponsored by the Griffin, Claire, if you're listening, um, we yeah,
1: love carbon free, love couple, to free uh, couple free Griffin burgers. couple free Griffin burgers. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. no, no, no. We love the Griffin. Claire and the Gerhard always always have us down on a yeah. on a Saturday. Um, yeah, that that'd be ideal. Um, or like, yeah, no, that yeah. I think I think you nail the head there. the head. Brentford's ideal sponsor. I always see Fuller's getting knocked about, yeah. kind of being mm-hmm. a local brewery. But someone was telling me that they'll never do it. It's been talked before because they have so, because Fuller's own so many different brands, which are across the kind of world and the country. They wouldn't want to pigeonhole themselves to one place, which yeah. kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, definitely not a betting company. Yeah. Um, I've seen some leak I don't know if you've seen it, some leaks of the kit for next season look and nice. Looks very nice. Um, but uh, I saw it without they're... a sponsor on. Oh, you saw it without a sponsor on? Yeah. I, but uh, someone told me that Hollywood bet's deal was still yeah. fixed, which is a shame.
0: yeah I do not I d I don't I don't know about that. I just think I know I know that the like contracts are contracts, but to have it on the front of the shirt. When Ivan Tony could be playing for the club again, I just think that would be that would be crazy, crazy move if we get. Absolute yeah, no, I space guess it's just people.
1: probably the financials that yeah. are in the in the deal legally probably uh, includes a, a very very chunky um, loss from the club to to get rid of it. Um, so I can only imagine. I'm, I can imagine they've considered that, and if it's not going to be the case, then they'll communicate why it's, it's been so. It's a funny one for me because my, uh, my auntie actually knows the owner of, of Hollywood best. Uh, <laughs> so I'll have to get him in touch with him and tell him to sack it off maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think ideal sponsor for would be Fullers. I've
0: seen some like mock-ups of the kit with Fullers on the front as well and it does look really nice.
1: Really I would nice. just go back to KLM for the culture like the classic. <laughs> like that's, that's a lovely sponsor. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Someone was I saw a couple of people talking about how obviously the like Griffin Park was always on the flight path for Heathrow and the new stadium is. And it's surprising that no, I think it was Qatar Airways used to, what, Emirates, various airlines used to have a thing on the top of uh, mm-hmm. Griffin Park on a cover of the stands. And it's surprising that's not happened at the G Tech. Um, might be a decent, decent bit of money. And yeah, um, yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, foot, I think footers would be nice, something like that. You're like, it's kind of almost like your Newcastle brand now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he
0: also asked what's next for Charlie Good, which was, I thought was a bit of a rogue one because I haven't thought about Charlie Good in a very, very long time.
1: <laughs> Is he, He's, he's on loan, right? I don't know where... Blackpool, was he at?
0: I'm not sure, to be honest. Like, like I said,
1: I haven't thought about Charlie Good in a very long time. Well, I, I think that answers your question. Uh, no, yeah. I don't think. I think he'd probably yeah, in on. a boat with a couple of that probably... Could play. I, I'm sorry he could play in the championship. I mean, I don't think it went too well from him at, uh, at Sheffield. Obviously, they went up, so I don't think oh, that's not his level. But I think mm-hmm. he could be at mid, kind of mid table. He, he's sort of player like he stepped up pretty well last season when when needed. Um, but I think we spoke about uh, on Sunday. I think Baptiste is probably on his way out, um, not because he's not a good player, but probably just with the amount of depth we have at midfield. And he, I think he could definitely play for a, probably a top two championship team um, if I don't know <coughs> one of the teams gone down looking for a player in the mid- midfield that's got some decent experience in the championship and quite versatile I think he'd be a great signing for any team um, I'm not sure if it'd be a loan or, 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 a, or a transfer but yeah Charlie Goods probably not much a bit around top.
0: yeah I'd move him on it makes me sad about Baptiste man I've always rated him but we do have a lot of lot of good players in midfield. Which kind of segues into the nice next question quite nicely. How many signings do you think we need realistically this season? I'm obviously we've got <laughs> How we've, many
1: times have <laughs> we answered this question? We <laughs> okay, have loads. Um I've well, already got one we've got, the, one we've already got one, haven't we? We've got Flecken in.
0: Yeah, we've got Flecken in. I think um I don't think we need any kind of reinforcement to midfield. Although if we do uh, if we go, actually no, because maybe maybe Bidstrap will be coming back. I was gonna say if we get rid of um Baptiste, it might open up a, a position in midfield. But if Bidstrup's coming back, and it sounds like he's had a fantastic season at North Zealand, Uh Apart from that, I would, I would I think definitely look at. It
1: depends on outgoings, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would. I would look at a number nine definitely, just just to have a different option. I think Witta and Buemo and Charder up up top as a three is a great uh, great option to have. But I think with how yeah, well we've KLP done as against as the well. big six yeah, and KLP coming back how where we've done against the big Did you
1: six, see Fabrizio, Fabrizio tweeted that we've made a bid for Jack Clark? At oh, Sunset. yeah. Is it, it
0: the same Jack Clark that was at
1: um, Leeds? Yes, and the one that Tottenham signed for about 12 million and just refused yeah. to play. So he went That's to Sunderland and Sunderland signed him, at the, I've, I think, at the start of the season for like three or four million. But you've mm. got 21 goals and assists this season in champ.
0: I kind of uh, I've I've watched him play in the playoffs, and I feel like he's even though we didn't see much of KLP, he kind of re- did remind me a little bit of how KLP plays, um, which is a weird yeah, one. It, I the think way maybe just for gone. the
1: price they're asking for.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um. Where Where else? I mean, maybe another left back. I know kind of Hickey can play left back too, just in case Rico gets injured. But then if Hickey a left back, then we've got Russell over to cover him at right back, who's been pretty good all season.
1: No, I wouldn't be opposed to. Some more cover at left back. Um, we cut, touched on earlier centre back maybe. So for, if we probably you probably need six centre backs in the squad if you're going to have the option to play five five at the back and have three centre backs. So you've got Zanka, Pinnock, um, me, Ayer. Ayer. me, uh yeah. Who else? We well, only got five at the moment, so maybe on chat. Maybe you only need five. Hmm. Probably be be alright. Um, but yeah, unless I don't see g- good staying in the team. Um, hopefully, we'll see Aya get some more minutes back in to the. kind. Of, I mean, he's another option that can play right back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so maybe kind of. I'll probably. Uh, players like Finn Steven and stuff around. May, I don't think, in hindsight, actually, we'll, we'll look at any full backs unless uh, Rico or Hickey were to move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe a centre back. I uh, saw so we've been. Sniffing around, her, a few players. There was some eighteen-year-old cool. uh, we Korean centre-back.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I did see that. I get the football Twitter kids. Very, very. We excited. made one.
1: I reckon. <laughs> I, I think three? we'll be active. I think it will be five. Five at least. Yeah, because we'll sign some players for the future as well. Like, I mean, I'm not counting B team players, but um, yeah. I, I, there are some B team players. But we'll, we should ch- chat to it. Uh, Jay probably knows more than we do. Um, in terms of how they've got on this season, but that like players like um, young Coombs come to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, were, if we were in the championship, probably would get some time. Um, but not, I don't really see him breaking into the first team. But I think you were injured at AFC Wimbledon, but had quite a good season season before. Players like himself and I know uh, Paris Magoma had a very Paris good season there. Yeah. Um, well, he had half a season at AFC Wimbledon, and we learned about Timmy on Keynes in the league above and then got relegated but did end up captaining for the last few games I think got player of the season um, so there's definitely some, some promising players promising players there so we'll, we'll see it. but I, we're also opening up the academy again so I wonder if we'll see the club maybe invest some of the Premier League money kind of in a few signings here and there at the academy level um, just to kind of maybe bolster the ranks a bit because they're literally having to do like trials from scratch hmm. so yeah what, what do you reckon? How does five sound to you?
0: I mean, I, I would say that's a bit on um, the. I, I'd say five's a bit too many, to be honest. But I, I the thing is, I, I'm trying to think of how many players we signed last season, um, and it's not really I coming to me the like, same thing. like four or five, maybe KLP, um, goalkeeper in Strakosha, but we didn't he hasn't played until this season. Me as well.
1: Um, uh, but no,
0: I think. I think we're we're so covered in midfield. I'd be surprised if we got any midfielders in. But I think a left back, a centre back, and a striker should be our main priority, as well as the goalkeeper, who was already signed. So that'd be four, and then maybe another winger. But in in Wisser and Sharda, we've got three players that can play up top anyway.
1: So I yeah. I would not be surprised if we um if we didn't sign a striker just because mm-hmm. they couldn't find anyone that they they felt suitable. Although um, won't butcher his name, but the the guy from uh. Um, cough I I'd I like. The, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah um, <laughs> I've, I've seen him like good... so many times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we how many? I'm just having a look quickly. So we signed KLP, Hickey, Damsgard, uh, Ben Me. Uh I think that's the bulk of it. So six. Six. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too surprised if it. If it's not around that number. Um, it, uh, surely there'll be some interest in the squad. I mean, I hope there's not, but surely there'll mm-hmm. be some interest in the squad given the season we've just had. Um, if you look at kind of brighter than how much they're pricing up their players, and rightly so. I don't. Th- I think if a bigger team was looking at a few players to bolster their squad or some Premier experience, it'd probably be the right place to look. But I didn't hear that here.
0: Yeah, I think I think Thomas Frank said that the only person that is for sale in the Brentford squad is David, or the only person that's kind of whose future is uncertain, is, is Raya. So, I don't know. I, I just... I don't think... I, I thought the obvious candidate that might have been off had he not got his ban would obviously be Tony. But no one yeah. really kind of strikes me... Well, I know Hickey's been rumoured with the link away. Um, we've just given Pinnick a new contract who arguably has been our best player this season. Jensen's was given a new contract earlier in the season. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would be cherry-picked at this point. Maybe Mbwemo with, with this good back end of last season. I know he's been linked with, um, with um,
1: Napoli I, mean, I don't think we're not in a position where yeah, we're not in a position where we need to turn over players for well, we've got the Premier League money coming in um, I'm sure they'll be carefully managing kind of the wage creep that you get as you stay in the Prem um, but yeah I think we'll if we kept if we sold no one bar Raya, like I mean it, it, it's it'd be tough to see uh, Flecken be better especially in his mm-hmm. first season, trying to get used to the Prem and a new team. Uh, but, I mean, if you add a few players on top of that, like, I mean, the team had just finished ninth and didn't overachieve. It's exciting. Yeah. Obviously, we're missing Tony. So, we'll probably... It'd be rational to probably think we'd, we'd struggle a bit more. But, I mean, we we just beat City and Tottenham without him. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, we're in a great, great place.
0: Cool. I think uh, last question from Northampton B was another jab at us being born in 1999 and 2000. He asked you, Clayton, specifically, if you remember who scored at our 3-1 win over Spurs last weekend. Do you remember?
1: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) You're giving yourself time to think. I was there, I was there. (laughs) No, no, completely fair enough, completely fair enough. I I mean, I'm sure in, you know, 40 years' time, I'll be fuming at some kids in their early 20s talking about Brentford like they know it all. Um, definitely don't claim to know it all back in the day, but uh, enjoy, enjoy chatting about Brentford with Mike on the pod. I hope people exactly. enjoy listening too.
0: Yeah, well, I was just I was just going to wrap it up and just say that this is, this has been really fun, I think, this season. You know, it's something that I've wanted to do for quite a while. Um, and when we got it off the ground in October, it was it was looking like it might be something to, you know, do consistently throughout the season. But we've managed to get over the line and it's just been, I thought it's been a really good laugh more than anything.
1: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um and yeah, happy to see a lot of people listening. Um kind of numbers been going up and up and yeah, looking forward to rounding out the season with uh, with Jay. Uh, we'll definitely have some good stuff prepped. I had a really good chat from last time. Um and then we'll see what our plans are for, for over the summer. But I don't think we'll be radio silent. I think we'll be yeah trying to churn out some stuff. Maybe not every week, but um mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, so, uh, the yeah, season. Did...
1: The, fi- the fixtures come out in like two weeks, so <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like the yeah, seasons. No. The seasons around the corner.
0: Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're we're gonna be active over the summer break. I've got a few ideas. We we had a couple of things that were lined up um, through contacts at the club, but I just need to message some people back, and we're we're gonna try and get some players. But it's bloody hard with the way sort of in house media works nowadays with football teams. So. Access to players is is difficult, but we're gonna we're gonna try and get one at least one player on the podcast over the summer, and then a few other bits, maybe a couple of special episodes with ex players or something like that. But yeah, we are we are going to be active in the summer, so do do follow us on Twitter at the Eden Road, stay up to date with episode release. And like we said, we've got an episode with Jay Harris we're recording in a couple of weeks' time, uh, so start sending over any questions on Twitter. Obviously, I will do a post um, just to let people know that we're that we're doing the episode, and we'll get some replies in there. Um, and like yeah like you said we, we we want to start up in the amount of listens and we get per episode at the moment we're averaging about sort of 500 600 listens across spotify and youtube and different platforms um but the one like the ones where we get special guests and obviously do a lot better but next year we do want to push those numbers up so please keep showing the podcast around um if, if you've got any brentford mates that you think might enjoy the podcast send it over and and yeah we will um we'll see you next season this has been it's been really fun um thanks for the support this year it's been it's been really nice to see so many of you listening And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to do it again next season. So we'll see you then. Cheers. Nice one.
1: Podcast Network.